Neon Black. I'm Shane Gilmore. I'm Ryan Jaso. Uh, we're joined today by co-host Michael Catherwood. Three weeks in a row. Yeah. We will uh, Seb will be back for next episode. Um, Mr. Kulo Breaker himself. Yeah, the Kulo Breaker got he's Mike's been having a rough time on Instagram lately. He got he got flagged again. Did he? Yeah, he got flagged. The Kulo Breaker got flagged again. Kulo Breaker has its own account. Yeah, that got flagged. That he's got super flagged. bummed. Of course, only Mike was like, wouldn't like. Oh, I don't understand why people would flag this. Uh, this episode, we go in on where we're at right now with Trump and entertainment. Um, I know that's broad, specifically in the late night space. Who means what? The Jimmy Fallon stuff, the Jimmy Kimmel stuff. Would David Letterman be relevant now? Do we really need these guys to be relevant? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. And you that's know? kind of where we, uh, we get into it. I don't know why I was thinking about this right now, but the whole Kulo Breaker thing, <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. And I was about to say Snowflake, but the same people that call people Snowflakes are also the same party that don't believe in global warming. That has to be irony, right? There has yeah, to be some that, irony that's there. what you would call ironic. Okay, yeah. just checking. Um, and then we we go back into. I know we talked about this a little before. But we go back into kind of the athlete as a savant. Why the great ones, at least, have a problem after sports, specifically with their with their social skills. They have a tough time parlaying the fame from sport into. Uh, a secondary career. Post, yeah, because think about it. Like we, I think a lot of people take for granted. Like we get through our life with social interactions and understanding and self awareness, right? Yeah, and that's something that these these people don't ever have to deal with. They're they're judged based on their performance on their performance. So when that's over, how does that look? And then, this this keeps sparking because of the Kobe Bryant show, yeah, which is just just terrible. I don't uh, think I'd want Kobe breaking down game tape to me if I was on his team. Yeah. I think he'd just be a dick the whole time. See this smush? Yeah. See? See we didn't guard him here? <laughs> See? See this? You should have made that shot. So yeah, we get a new, we go, we go back in on uh, what's better than Kill Bill 1 or 2. And we find another great fucking Mike impersonation. He does Tarantino apparently too. We had no idea. I, yeah, he did Bernie as well. but I didn't And know Bernie. He, I, I didn't know he was doing Bernie either. I thought he was just <laughs> like a jeweler or something. <laughs> I don't know what was <laughs> happening there. Yeah. He was just like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was like a jeweler with a with a Midwest accent or something. It was yeah, like, and then and then yeah, then you got Quentin Tarantino on socialism, or socialist Quentin Tarantino is great. So um, yeah, enjoy. Paul McCartney, he's releasing a new album. Yeah. Single. Yeah. Once again, another legacy act trying to make a, trying to make a, oh, oh, I don't know oh. if you could call it a comeback. He's, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> How still, many people care about a Paul, Paul McCartney record at this point in time? A lot. You Probably really think a so? A lot. How many people, are you more disappointed? How many 30 year olds or? In general, 50, I don't care who you are. If you're more disappointed, if you go to a Paul McCartney concert, you're, Yes or no, Mike? Are you going to be more disappointed as a Paul McCartney fan hearing the songs from the new album, having to sit through those, or being able to listen to the hits? Uh, I'd be more disappointed hearing the new stuff. Absolutely. So why the fuck do you need to keep... Why are these guys churning out new records? Because they like it. There's some people who... They're not making money off this shit. There's some people who yeah, really, really enjoy... On the tour they are, but it's like... Listen, not everybody's Rod Stewart. Not everybody's comfortable just 
touring and, and playing their huge. When was, when was the last time Rod Stewart had an album? Oh, I don't. Well, he pay, he puts out albums, but they're all like covered standards. He does like like shooby doo wop. Oh, just to be clear, who was it? You that put on the Paul McCartney Kanye collab yesterday? I love. It's the best thing Paul McCartney's done in a long time. And how great would Surgical Summer be if Paul McCartney's album was part of that? I want to hear a Kanye Paul McCartney album. I don't. Four Five Seven is a great song. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Get out of here. That's the last jam Kanye's put out. That's the last radio hit that he's put it's out. It's not a great song, dude. Sorry, it's not. It's just whatever. Anyways. Niggas in Paris is the last jam he put out. <laughs> did you go with the hard R there? <laughs> no, I didn't. That was not his last good song. That was on Watch the Throne. That was like 10 years. That was before Dark Twisted Fantasy. That was his last like super radio jam. More than Runaway? No. Everything more than no, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> we don't need to get into Kanye discussion. Um, Shane will dick ride Kanye all day, dude. No, I will dick ride. He's got a whole hour. Of it. I will dick ride 808s and Dark Twisted Fantasy. Is That's maybe fine. The two Just, two best records. No in Bush hip-hop. talk. 808 is the most overrated. No, what about, album don't tell me Bush time. is good. What about Fuel? They're the worst. <laughs> Silver Chair. I can go on and Our on. Silver Chair is bad as Fuel though. Yeah, because Silverchair at least kind of like came from a. They came from nope. like a. Shut a, up! They're Australian. Horrible. Horrible. It, that makes ever, it so much worse because it was like Australians trying Australian to do grunge. grunge. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. But Australians used to do kind of cool shit. Like fashion, they're always good. Totally. Cinema, but, they're great. But Silverchair was not one of those things that was cool. Natalie and Bruglia. <laughs> great import. Great import. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Another, Another great, great import. import. I just found out she was on um, something the other day. She's fifty-two. Yeah, I'd wreck her. She looks great. I'd let her shit in my mouth. You know what they don't import? Fosters. <laughs> they don't drink it. No, they don't uh, drink mate, Don't drink Fosters. You, you order a Fosters in Australia, they'll look at you like you're but a if fucking you, idiot. But if you live Do you think in, you could take a Fosters can in your ass? No, no, I couldn't. Um, do you think? But you wouldn't care. Like if you didn't live in the US, if U.S. and they didn't serve Budweiser, you wouldn't care. You would not miss Budweiser. I, I wouldn't care, but their whole ad premise is built yeah, on the that's, arts. Uh, yeah, that's, no shit. Of course. Yeah. yeah. They, they also don't have Outback Steakhouse. It's a yeah. fucking novelty. No, they do have Outback, don't they? I think no. they do have Outback. No. No one's here. Ah, mate, here's a big fucking knife in your bread. That doesn't happen in, in actual Australia. <laughs> How's that accent? It's pretty good. I, I swear I, I, one of my Australian friends was telling me that they're, that they're good. Ah, oh, mate, give you a big piece of bread with a big knife in it. You fucking cunt. You wee cunt. Here's your knife. Anyways, it's, all right. Uh, today, Joe Jackson, famous, Woo-hoo. famous dadager, child beater. It's po- so funny. Possibly architect of the greatest musical family when it, in when history. It, when it was announced that he was going to die, like last week, says Joe Jackson close to death. I was so sad because I thought it was 80s new wave Joe Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, no way. That's so funny that his name's, they have the same name. Does he? But does he go down? It's does he go down as as the most infamous musical act manager or just? Yeah, infamous for sure. Like, is he worse than? Is he worse than the Colonel? Do you think from a like? Yeah, because he was he was their father. Fuck yeah, it's worse. He, yeah, the Colonel. How listen? How many people in the music and and television and film industry exploited a talent to make money? I mean, that's that's the a tale as old as the entertainment industry. The fact that he did it to his children. Ugh. But there's got to be. So it where can't the, be. Where do the Kardashians land on that scale? Yeah, 
talking about exploiting. Yeah, but I don't the know, but they but share the wealth at least. But there's and there's a huge difference. Do you understand all the Jacksons besides Michael are gonna die broke? No, Janet, I heard Janet's you, not. Well, Janet doesn't count. Janet doesn't count. <laughs> she doesn't count. No, no, I, I mean, I forgot. About, I'm talking about the Jackson Five, uh, the members of the Jackson really? Five. I think Tito's doing okay. No way, they dude. A, they did a reality show on him with his kids. He looks fine. He's doing all right. Keyword of that sentence: He did a reality show on purpose. Uh, there's a lot of wealthy people that do reality shows, um, but the, it, there has to be a certain level. Like, it's not an accident that one of his kids is possibly the is definitely a one of a kind act, possibly one of the greatest pop acts of all time. I don't know what. How do you classify him? He's not a, as he's not the greatest musician. Definitely performer, one of the greatest singers. He's one of the greatest he's American the gr- musical the greatest acts of all time. Ever. He's up there with Elvis. He's up there with. I yes, mean, you can name it. It's 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 a, it's a small list, and he's up there. Janet Jackson, huge as well. Maybe not so much anymore. Definitely had her. She moment had some in the jams 90s, though. She had some and, and fucking jams she did. for sure. She had some great songs. Um, Jackson Five was very very big. There, it can't be an accident, though. There has to be some portion of of what he did that, whether it was direct or indirect, that 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 pushed them into that into that. So field. what? That that that's not a redeeming uh, well, characteristic no, 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 no. in not, any I'm way. I'm not saying saying that's redeeming, but it's it 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 still has to be a part somewhere a part of the legacy, right? Yeah, yeah. Good for him. It's part of the legacy that he's gonna die realizing that he exploited his children to the point where Michael Jackson died himself white. Well, those dudes, and though, it's interesting enough when you, when you hear those guys in, in interviews, I just watched this, I just watched this. Um, there's a very famous, not to go into tennis, but there's a very famous tennis academy called the Nick Boletary Tennis Academy. Agassi came out of it. Everybody big in the 80s came out of it. And he's, you see an interview with this guy and he's, he was a, kind of a terrible human being. And the, people like that, they don't ever take responsibility for anything. Right. And, and they, they convince themselves that they didn't do anything wrong. And I think Joe Jackson probably doesn't think he did anything wrong. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, don't, he, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, he's one of those people I just don't waste it. I, I'm not happy he's dead. I'm not a guy who celebrates oh, sh- death. Who cares? I just don't waste any time even considering him. You know? Yeah. I, I was so disgusted by like these documentaries that came out about Michael Jackson after he passed and you start to hear him having these phone conversations and he's barely awake. He's hard. He, he can't even hold himself awake. He's not lucid. And he's, he's just talking to doctors and, and yes men just to have anybody to reach out to. And he's just chock full of fucking, uh, every narcotic and, yeah. and, and, uh, and, 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 and tranquilizers and the, and, and, you know, he died that way. He died utterly alone. Uh, with a crippling addiction and this guy the whole time was not concerned about his son in any way he was concerned about the bottom line and and, and creating his business and it's uh you know it's it's really heartbreaking are you talking about the documentary that just came on i haven't seen no that. no no. i just like, like there's been a handful of like like on the reels channel or because there, like, there hasn't really been a very good michael jackson documentary even the one that came out that that uh with the with the footage of him i don't think the jackson estate wants one I don't because think the reality of it's a little bit. Yep, it's, it's a little bit. It's it's kind of like how the the Martin Luther King Foundation. If you make anything about MLK, you can't talk about his infidelities. Right. They won't. They won't let you do really? it. Really? Yeah. And he was the guy like I believe there's a like he was having like there's they saying he was having like a threesome the night before he was he was uh, killed. Um, Jesus' favorite topic, Donald Trump. There's a lot. There's a lot of fun, Donald Trump. My guy. There's a lot of fun, Donald Trump. My guy. Um, news lately. My personally, I'm being a being a someone that's a fan of the cinema. Um, Monday, the there was a 
kind of a news clip that Breitbart posted of an interview with David Lynch, the acclaimed, the acclaimed director, uh, where Lynch was saying something along the lines that he thinks that Trump has the opportunity to be to do stuff that no president has ever done, and it came out very uh, probably true. Yeah, and it, it, the, whatever the whatever the exact clip was, it came out very um, gracious towards Trump. Trump retweeted it, and interesting enough, David Lynch, who's wait wait wait, Trump retweeted something a famous person yes. said something about him that was nice. So David Lynch, who's, who's famously a little bit kooky, he's a little out there. Yeah, um, he's there's. He's, All you have to do is watch his cinema. All you got to do is watch his movies. He's a fucking weirdo. And best, he started maybe, smoking in his forties. Maybe, and also maybe the best head of really? hair. That's the craziest shit ever. That uh, you can make Blue really? Velvet five times over. You can make. Uh, Mulholland Lane, all these uh, Mulholland Drive. Drive, all these wacky movies. The craziest shit about David Lynch is he decided to start smoking as a as a grown man. But isn't that? Some- and he's like, I find it very liberating. It's actually a great hobby. It's very exhilarating. But it's isn't really that weird. Isn't that something you would expect from him, though? Yeah, it's not like he, there's nothing normal about. What the Did you ever watch his it. weather reports? I listen to him. One hundred three point one. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they're amazing. Oh, I forgot about on that. On the morning show, yeah. he would call in and give these weather reports. Indy 103. Him and yeah. Tim Olenfant would do the sports. It was great. Uh, uh, Station was ahead of its time. It was great. Mike hates it, but it was great. What? Why you always say- talk shit on it. You always no, like, oh, Indy 103. No, he just says it doesn't work. It's never, ever said that ever uh, once. We, we can run the tape on no, that. He sure, just, I no, defy you. No, he, he's <laughs> I said it was, it was an incredibly cutting edge... <laughs> I you defy were, you, sir. I defy you, sir. Yeah, please do find the tape where I talk <laughs> shit about it. The conch? I said that it was. I the said conch? it's amazing. Everyone uh, during its time when it's run, everyone talked about how amazing it was, and look what happened. I said there's no place in commercial corporate radio for cutting edge thinking outside the box. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not successful. Yeah. I'm gonna back him up on this one. What he also said was that it doesn't. When you try to do cool stuff, it sounds you, it sounds cool, but it never really works. It there, it's it's almost like network television. There, you can have all these ideas and th- ways you can think of how you can make it better, how you can make it more appealing to a new world, and it doesn't pan out because it's still really in a huge way appealing. It, the numbers aren't what they were. You could say, oh, not as many people are watching network television. Not as many people listen to terrestrial radio, corporate radio. Yes, but there's still millions of people who do. They want it to be milk toast in they the way st- it was. They still more in a single place than anywhere else. Right. Yeah. Well, it's the same way like Arrested Development and shows like that that are outside the box. They, they don't work on primetime television. Yeah. Um, so Lynch fired back saying it with actually a very interesting letter. Uh, we haven't heard from Trump. Of course, been you so- wrote a letter. Well, no, it was back. On, it was on Twitter. Um, but Trump might have done one of the funniest and coolest things of his presidency. This, this, this was it two weeks ago. Space Force. It, that's kind of 12, Space Force rips. Twelve-year-old Shane is pretty hyped on Space Force. It does sound like what a twelve-year-old kid would talk about when he becomes president. What he would do. But is, but Reagan did the same thing with the Star Wars no, technology. A it's a little different. How? Because how. there was an eminent threat of nuclear of, but he called it star wars technology i understand that but there was an imminent threat of nuclear missiles coming into the united states he set up a system of intercontinental satellites that could shoot down said missiles donald trump is talking about actual well, warfare never, in space never finished star wars no 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 but there is a difference my point is is donald trump's talking about we need a military that guards space that's different than we ha- we're going to put shit in space to shoot down towards Earth. But don't you think that there is okay? So it's a it's a ridiculous idea as as a as a just a massive abstract idea. 
with the way that the what the space technology has churned, with the way that we have that now, it's it's all it's almost all privatized now. The Air Force controls the what little the government has to do with space anymore. Doesn't now with the Elon Musk's and the um, what's his name, the other dude that's doing the Ti. <laughs> Don well, Cheadle. With the, but with the way it is being privatized, it does seem like the re- there needs to be more regular. There does you could go in a in a regulatory direction with this. Am I crazy? I, I don't understand. Obviously, you don't what, call what it your, space what, force. What is your argument? The idea space isn't force ridiculous. Sounds like Calling a name it space for, force is dumb, but it just sounds like something. Call it NASA. For, you know what space like, force sounds NASA. like? Space force sounds like the bootleg ripoff toys you'd get when you wanted to get Star Wars toys, but you oh, yeah. couldn't afford it. Yeah. And you go like to Kmart and your mom, would get, your mom would get you Space Force. It was mom, the Channel 5 version of Star if you, Wars. If you yeah. couldn't afford Legos, you got Duplos or yeah. something. <laughs> the space, space Force sounds like what you get if you couldn't afford Star Wars. <laughs> That's pretty much the sums up his presidency though, doesn't it? In a lot of ways. Like he's fake this is rich. The coolest one of, <laughs> this is the coolest thing that he said though. Fudging his... It's uh, a facade. Yeah, it is totally facade. a facade. Uh... Your boy De Niro, though, you make things worse when you do shit like this. You like think that, so? I disagree. That was that was just not a very intelligent thing to say in that manner. What he said at the Tonys, just fuck Trump, just to get up there and say fuck Trump. Yeah, it like, wasn't intelligent, not, and it, and it was pandering. That's exactly exactly what it was. It'd be amazing if he said that at a country music show or something. Like I'd be, I'd be like, whoa, yeah. you're the man. I'm pretty yeah. sure he would. I don't think maybe, would but be. but that to me in South would be there'd be something there, you know, there'd be some type of um, almost Andy Kaufman esque value to it um, to go to the Tonys, which is supposed to be the highest level of, <laughs> of culture. Well, and also you, but but my point being that you know it's the absolute pinnacle of elite liberal media. Um, I mean, it is the the mecca of all these New York socialites. He knew he was. It was like, that was low hanging fruit. Yeah. But like, you can't, it just, it just seems we go deeper and deeper and deeper with this. Like we talked about Bill Meyer last episode. Like it was, the, the, Bill people, the people that we, ex- the people that we expect Bill to be the voices retired. of reason in some ways, just keep making it worse. Well, we shouldn't. The real problem is, is, you know, I was doing stand up last night and guys are doing political stuff. Solid I, I plug. I stay away from it. Um, and it would be a plug if I did it. I can't be a plug if I do it after the fact, shithead. Isn't your tape coming out? <laughs> My tape. Your mixtape? Um, but, I, you know, guys were doing political stuff. I, I, I'm i not that guy, but guys were doing it. And uh, people, boo, boo. And I go, wait, wait. In my head, I didn't say anything. But, like, wait, no. This is what their job, they're fucking satirists. They comment on things. If they want to comment on, and, it you're not we shouldn't hold bill maher and robert de niro to the standard of people who we look to for the sane and 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 balancing rhetoric well the people that can affect policy really we, we, no we should be looking to actual politicians that's what i'm saying right yeah, those exactly guys don't fu- affect yeah, policy it, oh i don't i don't really get wrapped up in whether or not Robert De Niro saying things that are advancing the discourse of politics in this country, nor do I look to Bill Maher. He likes to present himself as this intellectual, but he's still just a fucking comic. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, I, will, I will say, though, I was interested in, I think Bill Maher, the premiere of this season happened within the, within two weeks of either Trump taking office or Trump winning, I can't remember. And I remember tuning in that weekend, really interested in hearing what he had to say. Sure. Well, hoping that something's going to make you feel a little bit better about the situation, obviously. And then it ended up coming in the form of Dave Chappelle's uh, SNL 
uh, monologue, which is probably going to go down as one of the better monologues of in the last 30 years. Um, you want, you still want these people, you know, like when, when I always bring up Letterman, Letterman was great for this stuff. You want these people to at least make you feel a little bit sane. That's what, but that's the difference between Letterman and Bill Maher. Or even Kimmel. Or, or, Letterman, uh, yeah, Kimmel. Uh, Fallon had the big problem this week too, saying Fallon. he regretted the the hair thing and humanizing. Yeah, he humanized Trump. Humanizing Trump in a way. Well, because his his ratings have taken a, a massive dip. It gave Colbert, it let Colbert in the game. Because he humanized him in that show? No, uh, because Colbert is living in that world and Jimmy backs Jimmy's off. Jimmy's the it. funny guy. And that I does think skits. that I like, that's one of the things that got me to like Jimmy Fallon. I agree. I agree. Right. Right. He's be, like, hey, dude, he, I just want to have fun air, and yeah. do funny voices and play ping pong with Chris Pratt. I think I, what I'm he not, does you know, is a lot more clever than, than what those other guys are doing. Letterman was the most clever for the reason that he, Letterman was smarter than Bill Maher and, and Dennis Miller put together. But he knew that to make the to make the viewing experience as pleasurable as possible, he presented himself as his everyman. And you thought Letterman was an everyman? I thought he was an asshole, and that was so he, in, oh, he totally ingratiating is, but, about him. But he he loved to talk shit about his boss. He loved to play baseball. He didn't give a shit about reality shows. My point being, Letterman could have easily been a Colbert figure. He could have easily been a Dennis Miller figure. But he stayed in his lane, knowing that. People don't turn to me to give them insight into how they should feel or think about politics. People turn to me so they can have a good time and laugh. And I can and I can present that. And I'm you want to forget that. about you want to forget about he that. He did yeah. famously go in hard on Trump though, didn't he? Letterman? As a person. Oh uh, yes. well, oh yeah. Well no. Like an early interview. Didn't he have this interview where he kind of teed off on him pretty hard? I, I could have sworn that was like well, circulating. He, he had a big. He had a big. I, no, no, no. He did. He he, he was one. interviewed. I believe it was no, for it was the, the New York or Vanity Fair. The New Yorker interviewed Dave after being retired, and I, I'm pretty sure he it was, was also his accepts, quite critical. His his acceptance speech at the Mark Twain Award, I think, also is when he said, uh, "You know, support your a country needs to be supported." I don't want to misquote it, but it was it was a uh, it was a uh, David Letterman's personal political feelings aside. I'm talking about David Letterman, the, the entertainer. As when he is doing because his new his, show is trash. It's not interesting at all. It's it's a I, really disappointing. I, own, I I'm I can I can't speak to that because I only watched the Stern episode and I thought it was fascinating. But I'm Stern biased the because I'm episodes. so in right. Howard Stern. Stern, Stern right? was the best of the episodes. Yeah. The Obama one was incredibly vanilla. The uh, I haven't watched Tina Fey. The uh, the Jay Z one was just okay. It just it just Letterman like collecting a check and like he's not trying I, to I, he's not trying to go anywhere. That's what I mean. But I think Letterman's at a point in his career. Where yeah, you're what, right. Does anyone does anyone care? What he well, and he doesn't say? really care about being care. cutting edge anymore. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. So I mean, he's not the voice anymore, which is why he retired yeah. anyway. But what I'm saying is, is that Colbert does a great job and, and, and Kimmel has his, Kimmel's amazing. But we shouldn't, these are not the people that we should think to guide us. That's not what we should be looking. If they want to do that, that's their, that's their prerogative. You're saying, aren't these the you? You started off Shane by saying, aren't the you know the people I look to to be the voice of reason? And I'm saying that's where we make the mistake. Yeah, Bill Bill Maher is still just a comic, and 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 Stephen Colbert is still just a, a wacky improv actor that's very smart and very talent, very very talented. I'm not taking anything away from any of these guys. What I'm saying is that what boil what it boils down to is that we hold all these entertainers and these voices to a super high standard and hold politicians to the fucking lowest possible standard there is. That's kind of, in a weird way, that's sort of the magic of what Trump's done. Yeah. He's kind of 
for he's, so, he's some judo, weird he's way. Judoed the whole scenario. Yeah, yeah, he's completely flipped it where where we don't care what these people say or the guy the guy. Well, that's kind of what Michael David, Phelps. That's kind of what David Michael Lynch Phelps said. Fucking, yeah. what was it? Not Michael Phelps. The other blonde-haired dipshit. The, the real oh, yeah. dumb motherfucker. Michael Phelps, the swimmer. Yeah, no. yeah. The other swimmer, no, no, no. Ryan Lochte. Oh, oh, Lochte. Lochte goes Brian down Lochte. to Brazil. This guy swims for a living. He fucking swims, and he swims all for four years so that he can swim for like a minute. That's his whole purpose in life. And he's 20-something years old, and he goes down to Brazil and gets drunk and acts like a fool, rips down a couple posters. And you would have thought that he fucking gave out the nuclear codes. But Donald Trump can cheat on his wife all the live long day. Politician senators can have babies in other countries, have gay sex in fucking stalls. And, and all, we, all we do is we're like, ah, well, that's the American political system. But as soon as anyone who, their whole purpose, the guy's purpose is to fucking swim. He's a fish man. And we were, people are like, oh, God, he represents the country so poorly. He's a 24-year-old that just won 19 golden medals. You don't think he's going to get shit-faced and go try to troll for pussy and act like an asshole? Lockie didn't win 19 gold medals. Lockie's kind of like if Spencer Pratt took Roy He's together. totally Spencer. He's definitely but he's Spencer. Also, but he's Spencer kind of like Pratt a, could swim. Yeah. He's like a dime piece, though, too. He's so a great-looking like, dude. You know what he is? He's more, he's like, he's like Johnny from Karate Kid if he was a swimmer. Exactly. Because Phel <laughs> Phelps was not a good-looking dude, but was just such a good Olympian that... And, but also, but was also a, a dipshit. Yeah. Also a dipshit, well, yeah. Remember, Had him on Loveline, dipshit. Phelps got heat for Phelps smoking on Loveline. weed. How was that? How Horrible. did that go? Was he just yes and no answers? Yes! It's exactly what it was. Did you ask him about his infamous threesome with Ashton Kushner and Demi no. Moore? No! Is that true? Supposedly, uh, either Ashton watched or, I don't know, they had an open marriage, allegedly. Ask them these well-thought-out questions. Oh, I'm sure they're very well about thought About pressure. About, I, do you, I asked him about, do you ever feel like you compromised other things in your life? Having to devote so much to being so great. No, those guys such don't a specialist. think that way. What, 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 do yes. you feel like you lost out of your childhood? Do you feel like you lost out on going to prom? I mean, no. What, is anything missing from your, your life? Uh, no. No, those guys, we talked about this though. We talked about this last week. We talked about this is why people- Athletes aren't this fun is, This is why we talk about- Some like, are though. Why the Kobe, well, never the good ones. Never the great ones. This is why we talked about the never Kobe the great one doesn't ones. work. Never the great ones. Because one. these guys, in order to be this great, they have to shut everything off. They can't have regrets about missing prom or even think about that shit. They they're, just have to play basketball. They're exactly like the autistic Yes, uh, exactly. Guy. Exactly. They have no peers. Have, Petros Papadakis, great. They have to force great. themselves to be savants. Sick, uh, immensely talented sports broadcaster, Petros Papadakis. He hosts the- Clippers, Clippers channel. Yep. And he hosts the nationally syndicated PMS show here in Los Angeles. Uh, he said, you take a guy like Kobe- you do his voice though? Because his voice- <laughs> <laughs> You take a guy like Kobe. You take a guy like um, Jordan. Tim Duncan. Um, you take the, the, the elite- not even a Tim Duncan. Well, maybe you could put Duncan in that guy. Duncan, Duncan was Duncan was autistic. I would. I, I, I'm, I'm talking. I'm Duncan's talking that actually the, really funny. Okay, Kobe um, was really autistic. No, no, no. What we're talking about they, these these athletes force themselves they to don't, just shut everything out. They don't. They don't give have a, peers. They don't notice shit. Well, on top of that, they don't have peers. Correct. And and they that's by design. They they isolate themselves to such an extent. You know that's what separated jo Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. Is that uh, you know Larry Bird and Michael Jordan? They isolated themselves. They had to. They didn't want to bro down. They didn't want to. Um, Magic wanted to be gregarious. Correct. He wanted to to be everyone's friend. Showtime. Um, that it didn't work out. But at the same time, I you know you talk to James Worthy, you talk to Michael Cooper, Magic Johnson. When there's no cameras on, he'd be the first to choke you out if you got like if you weren't practicing. Yeah, he hard. could flip the switch. Like 
he, he held the standard, but my point being is that he still, he wanted to be buddies with people. LeBron's the same way. And it's impossible though sometimes when you guys get to this uh, elite level, like they don't have peers, you know, because they grew up since they were 12 years old. All the normal kids, they don't relate to you. You're fucking dunking in seventh grade and everyone, you have Nike sponsorships and shit. And you're like, oh, I, I was, I think I touched Tina in science class. Yeah, you know that chick? I'm going to touch her titty later today. She said I could. And this guy's like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to the head of Nike after school to see if I could nail down a couple hundred million dollar deal. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no connection to normal people. Is that why everything Kobe does sucks? Yes. Except the shoes and basketball. But you, it's for those guys, that's why it's so great. And his that's wife. why, like, his wife's a dime. He cheated on her, though. Yeah. <laughs> Good move. Yeah. Um, but that's why, like, bird, you brought up, like, like, that's why the bird magic thing is so great because you can't have a bird without a magic, right? Fuck yeah. I, no, I, dude, take it from Laker fan number one right here. I don't like it when the Celtics suck. No. It, it hurts me when the Celtics suck because I'm like, no, no, I need you to be awesome. Well, as a Laker fan, you haven't been in that position for I know, a while. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, listen, I, it's not exactly like the Celtics are tearing up the league either. What are you talking about? They're on the verge of being the next they're, dynasty. They're on the verge of sucking my balls because oh the God. Lakers are going to be the next dynasty. You obviously haven't watched basketball. <laughs> of course I have. Well, the, the, you know how Boston I, is in a position to dominate the NBA for the next 10 years. You know, it's, you know I know he's a Laker fan. Yeah, because he's just delusions. delusions grand. Yeah, yeah. The Lakers are going to be the next great dynasty. Okay, Magic. Um, World Cup. We're ba- we're done with the group play. We talked about this no, no, a couple no, no, weeks no. ago. What the magic? What Magic and the Lakers owner, uh, general manager, said was way worse than the next great dynasty. When so they he's going to quit. In when, two no, years. no. When everyone's <laughs> when everyone's looking up at you in envy or something like that. And I was like, even as a fan, I was like, really? That's what Magic said, or Plinka no, no, said no, no, that? Uh, Probably Plinka said the, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. said uh, when you got sixteen banners hanging around your your arena, everyone's always looking at you with envy. So you know you, and you I'm know like, eh, you know well. what's great about Plinka? Have you seen the Fat Five documentary? No. Great documentary. He's one of the he's one of the juniors or seniors that didn't get to play that year because the, he's on that Michigan I'd, team. I'd it's still, hilarious. I'd still just brag about being on the Fat oh, Five. Oh, he team. would. I mean, he parlayed it. So it just if I was funny. on the '86 the Bears. I don't care if I never took a snap. I'd still be like, oh, right? yeah. I'd be the yeah. cheerleader on the sideline. Yeah, he went out. What was he like? Kobe's. He represented Kobe. He's was he he, he, he did all right for himself. Um. We're done with group play with World Cup. We, what, two weeks ago, we were watching the first day of it, I believe. The, yeah. the Portugal-Spain uh, game, which is still probably the best. I can't call it games, right? It's match. Am I correct on that? Oh, suck my balls. So the match, which is just amazing. This is, am I crazy? And I don't know if it's just because of the time zone. And it's on in the morning, so it's easy to keep tr- to, to watch it. Uh, this is the most surprisingly engaging World Cup, at least in group play. For, for not having the U.S. in it that Rating, I can remember. The ratings are terrible right now. But Well, no, but the rate, actually, the ratings, the ratings are slightly up. Stuff. Slightly up. It's because of Mexico. The Mexico, Mexico-Germany game is the second highest rated match in history next to the quarterfinals in 2014 with the U.S. Or not, not the quarterfinals. You know it's going to break that record? U.S.-Germany. Monday with Brazil takes on Mexico. Oh, my God. But it's, this is great for the sport, right? Like this, this we thought like this was going to be. A, we thought this was going to be kind of a. There's no the U.S. There's no Italy. There's. I no, think. I think us being uh, ultimate homers thought it was going to be not that interesting, but it's been everything but. I I didn't. 
I, I honestly didn't think the United States not being in it would make one lick of difference. I didn't think it would have any effect on American viewing. Well, viewership. it does if like the year they made the quarters, then you're it like, does, oh shit, sure. I can watch US. Like you gives you like I don't not really voting for anybody in this, but I kind of you know you know it's kind of those you're like, oh well, I hope I it, hope I want to see matters. Messi make it out of the out of the you know. It matters. It, it matters for for casual US or for soccer. Fans. I think it matters. It's kind of like casual fans ca- take any team, casual Dodger fans. Yeah, they. Of course, it's going to improve ratings like, like, for the like most Dodger fans. Actually, it improves. No, excuse me. You don't, <laughs> must not know many Mexicans. Um, it improves the ratings when they go to the playoffs, obviously. But the Dodgers don't represent a global entity. The World Cup has international attraction, and because okay, so that. Two million more Americans might tune in if they went to the quarterfinals, or if they got. It's not going to make one like a difference when you have a, a Mexico or a Korea or a Brazil. You know what I'm saying? Like that's going to get that's going to garner so much more of a, a chunk of the of the of the viewership that all that really matters is really good play. Yes, and the total well, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. The United States bumping bumping up the ratings by a two, two, two to 10% because they happen to do well isn't going to have a, much of a, a difference in comparison to having Mexico go to the quarterfinals or something. You know what I'm saying? Where you have True. people, you're going to have 25 million added people to yeah, well, in. Suppose, supposedly everything I've read is a lot of the re- reasons that this, this is a missed opportunity is because Fox is mishandling this whole thing. The, the coverage is terrible. Well, they don't, they, compared they, to ESPN last last time. And there's no, they're not allowing highlights to go out to any other network. They're not allowing highlights. Or, half of the match, more than half of the matches, the commentators aren't even in Russia. Really? How crazy is that? They spent all the money on, the, on like, getting yeah, it? Yeah, really? You can't send somebody <laughs> I, to Russia? I, I don't know. I would suspect that that might actually be Russian government stuff. No, there's no fucking possibility. It was budget that prevented them from just not getting their broadcasters into the country. I defy you, sir. No way. I think that there's enough of a of a kind of invisible wall around media with Russia that that is perfectly feasible. From all reports, this has been a much safer World Cup than South Africa. I'm probably a lot safer than Brazil too. Yeah, Brazil can Brazil can hold together. No, no. Brazil what was it? Was. What was Brazil World Cup? Seventy-eight. Something. No. Oh, I, well, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Brazilian the Olympics. Olympics. I'm thinking of the Olympics. They Brazilian Olympics. They, I mean, yeah, they, a no. Brazil. Brazil's a nightmare, dude. I know enough MMA fight pro MMA fighters that like it's not. No, oh, it's an early country. I've been yeah. a few times. It's it's it's, 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 a, it's a special place. Uh, on on top of everything else with Brazil, they built a stadium in a place that was unreachable yes. by road. Oh, George in the, in the Amazon. Yeah, George is like, dude, they we're on a bus, Amazon. like on in mud roads, like we we. Yeah, but they're, and they're doing that in they're doing that in Tunisia or, or wherever the next. Where's the next one at? Qatar. Uh, Qatar. They're building an island like that where, doesn't even exist. Where for, people are fucking dying <laughs> every day. By the way, work the workers that are indentured servitude coming from Pakistan. They're coming there, and working on the stadium. And the people that are hiring them are holding their visas, so they can't even leave. It's it's borderline slavery. You should write an article about it called "My Qatar Gently Weeps." <laughs> Write that down, Jaso. <laughs> that was like sort of a dad joke, but it was but it was pretty it was funny. kind of a, it was yeah. pretty good. Uh, so Something we haven't done my mouth. We haven't done a what's better than in a while. We've done we've done Joy Division versus New Order. We've done Casino versus Goodfellas. Yeah, I have a new one. Okay, Kill Bill One versus Kill Bill Two. Kill Bill Two. They're both on Netflix right now. Yeah, 
Oh, uh, you know what? I take back my vote. They're phenomenal I movies. It's one movie. I haven't watched it's one either movie. of them in over five years, so I can't vote. It's one movie. I watched them both last week. You can't cop. You can't. The only reason but they're, they're chopped apart is it's because crazy it's how long. different each one is, though. Which one's the one with the Oren Ishii animation? First one. First one. That one's better then. So the first one, I remember when these movies came out because they came out like six months apart, which was kind of cool. Like you didn't have to wait two years for the yeah. next one to come out. Because he the wanted first it to one be one movie. Blew your mind. You did not expect that coming. The RZA did the the soundtrack. It was like you're talking about the the animation. It was Tarantino doing what Tarantino does and just ripping apart your expectations. I'm going to throw the rules right out the window. <laughs> for the record, <laughs> for the record, that's my favorite movie. So I, 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 I'm with I'm with you. The Kill Bills. If we can put them in one movie, is the greatest Tarantino movie. Yeah. Uh, as a, but, but watching Ooh. them again, Ooh. It, it to yeah, me it's better than that. Might be the next. What's better than? Well, you could go. Pulp Fiction is is a more seminal film. Reservoir Dogs came first. Reservoir Dogs is overrated. No, it's not. It's not overrated. The dialogue is so it's not amazing. Overrated. It's amazing, but it's but it's, it's not overrated. But now that you're six, eight films deep into Tarantino isms, it's <laughs> it just doesn't hold up quite the same right. way you it got, did. To, to think it was in like two settings. I mean, there's like cause yeah, because yeah, you had to do it. It was shot for. Less than a million dollars, wasn't it's it? Something crazy. I think a little bit more, but it was it was crazy. It was yeah. He the there was only the one. There was only one exterior a, a shot in the whole movie. Right? It's a great movie, but it was. I wonder if he went back and redid Reservoir Dogs now. Yeah, what does it look? What like? does it look like? Well, yeah. Look at what he with did with Hateful, Hateful Eight. I mean, Hateful Eight's Reservoir Dogs, but in Western, it's and it's not much different. It's um, it's not as good. You can't you can't sleep on Inglorious Bastards. I can. I think Inglorious Bastards has gotten worse as as time goes on. Uh, I, I, I love Tarantino. A huge fan. I think Christoph Waltz, now that you've seen him in four movies, is not that impressive. But, but okay, so you're saying now that you've seen him in more stuff. When but, it came out, you're like, wow, this guy's really cool. I've never seen him before. Well, it's he like, spoke five languages. He was yeah, insane. But then he's like the same in every movie. And you're like, all right, it's cool. Yeah, like, he's lost his luster now because he does the same thing in every other movie. Well, that's but, how we're, we're looking at these movies now. With with I think Kill Bill still holds up. It's, it oh, does. it's crazy it does. how good it is. I, for the longest time, I thought two was better because it was just such a massive departure from the first one. It's a completely different movie. He doesn't more, draw on anything well, from the first it's one. It's more of a Western, it's too. It's way more of a Western. It's a lot more, there's a lot more dialogue. It's a lot deeper. There's there's only like one action scene well, in this one. The first one, they basically, it's... It's a samurai movie. Well, or the first a, one, they basically kill the one, they kill... Uh, they kill Lucy Liu. No, they kill, first they kills... The kills one character, Vivica Fox. Vivica Fox within the first 10 minutes. And then right the away. whole movie is about right killing away. O Ren. Yeah. And then the and second one. You don't see one, David Carradine in the whole movie, I don't think, right? You just hear his voice. You hear his voice. Yeah. You just hear his voice. And then the second one, half the movie, or there's like a good quarter of the movie in with with David Carradine, and he he does that amazing um monologue about Superman and Clark Kent. Yeah. The second one's probably second one's better. might be a better film, but here's my thing is I don't know that if you put them, say Kill Bill Two just came out or Kill Bill One just came out. The second one's not as good without the first one, obviously. And it doesn't stand alone, whereas Kill Bill 1, I, I think, stands alone. Now, now looking at it. Kill Bill 1's uh, an action movie. Kill Bill 2 is vintage Tarantino. It's like Pulp Fiction to me. It's mostly dialogue. There are some fight scenes, but it's the majority of it is built on great dialogue. Whereas the first one's an ode to Samurai, and, and that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. The first one's more of an With action you. film. It has, it has some great dialogue, but it's more of an action film. Oh, it's got film. some amazing like, dialogue. The sushi scene? It's, dude, the whole thing yeah. is insane. Now, the other question is... Has True romance better than both. 
wrong. It's funny enough, we just did a we just did a podcast on True Romance. I don't know that it's better than I, both. I disagree. I don't. I don't. That's not. That it's a very his, good movie. That was some of his best writing. It was, even though they changed the ending that he originally. Read. That's true. <laughs> and he did it nonlinear, whereas Tony Scott did it. Did I, I don't know if that movie is the same without Tony Scott directing it. You're seeing a much different film. Um, is Pulp Fiction become underrated at this point? No. I feel like people talk about it less and less. It's, it's become be- passe. Well, yeah, it's, more people should appreciate it. Yeah. It's 24. It was 94, right? 94. So it's 24 years removed. And I think it goes back to what we were saying. Like the perfect example to illustrate this argument is we have a writer in here named Dylan who hasn't seen like half these movies. I don't know if they're showing that movie. Like it was a, it was a must. So I think see. you assume that Pulp Fiction, it's on AMC. It's like Godfather. It's on AMC like forty five times a year. Yeah. Even edited, and that's the other thing. Even edited, that movie's good. That's how you know it holds up. Even Tarantino edited it. Holds up. Last question. Uma Thurman. Kill Bill era. I bet she has is big she beef the, curtains. Was she the was she, was she the was she at the peak of her power? Was she the was she the strongest female superhero at that time period? You know she you know he wrote that movie for yeah. her, right? Yeah. He's in love with her toes. He's in love is with Jackie her. Brown underrated? No, Jackie Brown's not a good movie. It's got good scenes. Yeah, Jackie Brown's his worst movie. Second worst. Death proof is his worst. I don't even count that as this movie. <laughs> I love Death Proof. Oh my God. How? Be, I guess because I really loved all the movies. Did you movies. watch them back to back? Like in four hour, the four hour format with the no, Mar Rodriguez one? But I have. I mean, uh, I have watched them on cable in that way. I've never rewatched Death Proof since, the, since, the, since it came out. I, but yeah, I understand. I loved the, the kind of the 70s car porn movies that they were based on. I love, I love uh, Vanishing Point. And, yeah. you know, I, so to me, I was. You just, love Kurt Russell. Too. I was just going to say, he just loves. And, and Kurt Russell him. in a 69 Charger just fucking people up too. You know, I thought that I mean, to me, I was like, oh, I just throwing popcorn in my mouth. Did you, ha- <laughs> did you talk to Kurt Russell about it when you hung out on his ranch? No, I did not. I did not bring that up. How did you miss that opportunity? I didn't talk movies with him at all, except for escape from uh, New York. You did. What did he say? Um, we, he just brought it, brought it up in random conversation about like, he remembered filming scenes and like how, how rainy and cold it actually was and how they, long they were on set. And he was like legitimately concerned for everyone's health. Um, so that that was the only time we ever talked. Like that's so disappointing. Yeah, you were too normal. You were like you went like normal guy on him. You didn't fan out. I wonder what his even though you were secretly is. you were secretly touching yourself in the cat in the guest house while he was yeah. riding a horse. Yeah, best yeah. Kurt Russell movie though, Tombstone. <sighs> I don't Escape, think so. Escape from New York is up there. Backdraft. Yeah, no, I I don't think Kurt Russell's that great in Tombstone. I think that's a great movie. I don't think he's great in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna you're, go with you, the, It's got to be a Carpenter movie. It's got to be. Really? It, yeah. Escape is the original Escape from New York is it's pretty good. Fucking amazing. It's pretty not, cool. It's not Fast and Furious Five. No, but he's even good in those movies. He's like the only good ten minutes is of those. He movies. He's the only good ten minutes of those movies. Kurt Russell can do something at this Kurt, point. Kurt Russell's that, pretty fucking awesome in Hateful he's, Eight. He's great in Hateful Eight. Yeah, he's that's a great character for him. He's great in Hateful Eight. That was just it was just a if it just felt like a repurposed movie. That was the only problem. He did. Yeah. I'm so disappointed you didn't ask her. You know what? You know what? Questions. You know what's a great film that not a lot of people saw was Bone Tomahawk. So oh, my only I hated problem with Bone movie. Tomahawk, you hated it? I did. Oh, I, I love it. westerns. I love westerns. I do too. But my problem with Bone Tomahawk is you could tell that was shot in the hills of Malibu for sixty grand. The only yeah. good part about it was, <laughs> so was bad, yeah, dude. and he was obviously wearing the same beard that he still had from Hateful Eight. What was that Predator thing, dude? It was terrible. No, the yeah. The bat, like the they were like predator alien things that he was attacking. It was weird, dude. 
we digress. <laughs> See, I just, I just like any. Ex- Get out of here. Botomok's not a good one. I love westerns. It's not a good one. <laughs> you guys are crazy. I, I ride or die for the for the remake of Magnificent Seven. That's how hard I like westerns, and I can't I can't sign That's off on Botomok. That's you. got some. Gr- That's a shit movie. Not from shoot at, Not from a. If you like classic westerns, Bonanza, Big Valley, Twirling Your Guns, Crazy Shootouts. That is one of the best looking westerns. Now, it looks fantastic. Not, looks fantastic. It does not make it a good movie. It's not. A Same true with Only grit. God Forgives. We talked about it off the air the other day. Exactly. Like, only God Forgives maybe the best looking film I've ever seen. No, but that's a good movie. Well, only God Forgives is a good movie. That's a good. But but it's a good indie film. You want to talk about like, like True Grit is a great film. It's a great. Doesn't need to, it doesn't as need to be a western. As far as remake westerns, that's the standard. Everything should be held. To. I don't. Think that was can, fucking awesome. I don't think you can outdo it. Whenever you have, whenever you take. He played, Jeff Bridges played one of the most well-known actors in cinema history and in some ways one-upped him. Yeah. So he one-upped John Wayne in that. I think John Wayne would admit that. Like John Wayne would was- he though? John Wayne I don't was know not, if John Wayne would admit that. John Wayne was super macho, but he never- He wasn't a good If you actor. hear interviews, he wasn't someone who held him, he didn't hold himself up as this great thespian. He knew he was John Wayne. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, Are we changing the airport name in Orange County to Jeff Bridges- it's hey good. man, that would be, be Santa Jeff Barbara. Bridges, if, there's an, if there's an airport in Santa Barbara, is there an airport in Montecito, man? <laughs> we didn't talk about any music today besides Paul McCartney. I'm a little upset. Paul McCartney with the Jacksons a bit. <laughs> All right. There's no <laughs> we we ended we ended Surgical Summer. Tiana Taylor came out. The Kanye thing I think is going to go down is kind of a forgettable. Other than other than Pusha T, I don't think it works. I, w- I I wanted to say something earlier, and it's almost probably too late to talk about it now. But I do think going back to your Bill Maher stuff, yeah, I think the left has this massive problem, which which I experienced firsthand this week because we wrote an article on the site. Well, Will wrote an article on the site about XXX Tentacion and and how he's Generation Z's Tupac, and the people that were against it for the most part. It wasn't so much like, oh, this is bullshit. It can't be not Tupac. It's more like, why are you giving this person your time? You're not, you shouldn't talk about him. You shouldn't speak his name. And that, I, I think that's the, the biggest disconnect between people that are on the right versus people on the left. It's like, we're so, we're tripping over our own dicks. Oh, no one eats their own tail more than the American liberal. The American liberal loves to just fucking destroy itself. It's know? kind of like if we were all charging into battle and it, it was the left versus the right, like the, the half the left would be arguing with the way that they were running into the battle scene right. or something. Like that versus like not it just seems like we're nitpicking and going into these arguments deeper and deeper to the point where it's like dude who's I don't even know what the left is anymore. I don't know what Look, the Demo- I mean the name, name anyone any for. entertainer at any level that is a, a kind of at the forefront of any uh progressive movement. It's only a matter of time before he or she gets in trouble with that same progressive movement that they once represented. It's only a matter of time. You right. know Lena Dunham, uh Jamie you know the comic Jamie Kilstein? No. He's a uh, he he de- described himself I'm a comic male feminist. That was his thing and he hosted this podcast where he just shit on men uh, with a bunch of girls. And uh, it was only, oh, a matter of time before a Jezebel article came out. That sounds like some Drake shit where he was just trying to get laid. He was pandering. He, well, he's changed his ways now and he'll, he'll go on like Rogan. You so know, what did the Jezebel's like, article say? Well, the Jezebel article um, was he was accused of some I don't even want to call it sexual harassment. Only the girl said that he was dismissive to her and treated her like a road fuck. Did he sleep with her? No. And she even admits that in the article. 
But that's it's Jezebel. But my point is, it's, it's like, like complaining about. But my point is, post. it's like, like it's, he's done. He's done. He's literally done. He's done because of this. Yeah. Article. Now he now he has to go out and be just a normal comic, and he's and he rallies against that whole like super left fucking movement. He's like, it's all it's all a sham. It's all everyone competing to prove how woke they are. There's no real actual substance I'd to agree it. With that. You know what I, I'm saying? I, I'll fully agree. That's that was my point. Yeah. Is you have we were making a, a point about how I don't think he's Tupac, but for a 12 year old, 14 year old kid who doesn't have any connection right. to Tupac, I do think that makes sense. That's their guy. There was that was that it's, was it's their not guy. beyond the realm of, it's, of here, here's possibility. That, and we got yeah. accused of canonizing this guy because he was a Fuck white off. beater. And it's like it's like the oh, problem is is that you made an article, a creative piece. Fuck anyone who says you shouldn't do that. It's fucking your website. Exactly. 100%. And that's my biggest thing is like, we're, so we're not allowed to have opinions anymore. It's an opinion piece. We're not saying that it's fact. Not ever. Listen, this podcast, a radio show I do, an article you write, uh, a, a, a stand-up piece, a, a song, it's not commensurate to your fucking Twitter feed. People have to earn a level of, uh, they have to go through some crucible to get to the point where they have their opinions and they can put them out there as as something to be uh, examined and, and something to be uh, either admired or critiqued. Just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that I have to listen to you when you say you shouldn't do that anymore. That bit that you do on the radio isn't funny. I don't find it funny. You should stop doing it. It's uh, fine. I don't, you don't like it. It's my deal. Yeah. We're right. on our way to idiocracy. Cool. That's my last point. Sign Jason up for Space Force. Yep. Jason would be sick in Space You'd be great Force. in Space Force. Your hair floating and shit. Space Force sounds like a name that was built for fucking Brad and Chad that belonged to some fraternity. In the no, West. you'd be great in Space Force. Trust me. Anti-gravity Jason. All right. <laughs> Neon Black. These big thick balls just floating in the air.